0: A new land has come into being. Its purpose is enlightenment. Its product is coast and coast, <laughs> known as the playground of the stars. Food, you know The we do it.
1: Every host made to be cool and jawed. Welcome back another edition of the Best Coast Boys podcast. I am your host, Landon McCool. Uh, I am, you can find me here and on Twitter, at McCoolBCB, and as always, on the Locked On Cowboys podcast with uh, my co-host, Marcus Moser. And today, as always, I am joined with my co-host, John Oning. John, say what's up to the people. How's it going,
0: everybody? You guys know where to find me on Twitter, at John Oning, J-O-H-N-O-W-N-I-N-G. Make sure you check out my work at The Score and Dallas Morning News. Just had a Piece drop about Jalen Smith today on Wednesday, Thursday, probably the Excellent day you are hearing piece. this is going to be Excellent a Byron piece. Jones piece is going to be coming out. So you guys will have that before the game this weekend. Make sure you read, click, subscribe, all that fun stuff,
1: and re-click yes, and send to your friends. Exactly. It's 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 worth your time, guys. It's not just you know getting clicks. That this it's a great article. So make sure you guys go and check that out. Um, Today, we have, you know, obviously, our normal Wednesday uh, th- Wednesday for Thursday podcast where we're going to talk about the coaches Tape Review. Again, we're going to do the offense today. Uh, we will check in uh, briefly uh, uh, on some other news and notes. Um, and then uh, we do have a nerd alert. Uh, uh, some, some exciting news in Marvel Land came out this Ooh, last week, yeah. right, John? So uh, we will definitely get to that. But before we do... Let's uh let's hop into some uh, cowboys talk, shall we? Okay. Um so I think you know, I, I just to kind of give everyone updates on news information. Um news information. What is <laughs> That's that's a very normal way to refer to that, right? Yeah. Um yeah, so Bryce Butler appears to, unless I, you know, please update me if I've, (laughs) if if the news has changed since I drove over here and checked Twitter. But Bryce Butler does seem appear to be headed his way to Dallas. Yeah, I think he's there. uh, Yeah, and so uh, it looks like he will be making. uh, I'm I'm sure he's at practice today. So uh, I'm sure
0: Tyree Robinson.
1: Yeah, and so this, those two moves or that one move in the corresponding cut uh, tells us two things. One. Um, they clearly weren't that upset with Bryce Butler's comments on what yeah. he said leaving, uh, or or at least they hashed it out. And it sounds like he did hash it out with uh, uh with them. And 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 uh, the other thing that I think that's important to glean from this, and and maybe the most important thing to glean from this, is is the fact that they cut Tyree Robinson. To me, means that they think Xavier Woods is close, yeah. uh, and that, I think that's really yeah, think really good pr- news. Took,
0: pra- took part in practice today.
1: Yeah so uh, yeah that's that's really fantastic news and and so um we're itching closer to having a uh, a a, f- a defense with a full complement of stars which is pretty Insane to think about considering how good the defense has been yeah, so far. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think those are two big news. Any thoughts on that before we kind of move on to the uh, the All-22 review? Yeah, excited
0: to get Xavier Woods back. You know, I think that's going to make the defense even better, making them more uh, disciplined on the back half of their defense. You know, I think it's going to limit big plays even better and just have a more natural coverage guy in the back end is going to help. And then the only
1: other news I think that – uh was it's uh worth mentioning um i i do th- real quick before we move on from from butler i do th- th- did think it was interesting that des was the one who suggested him mm-hmm. i recommended him to, to join the cowboys i mean i guess that shows that there isn't as much love lost there either you know so i think that's also a, a very good thing so um uh, i think the other thing that was interesting uh is they signed adolphus washington um, which is actually a name that you and I had uh, talked about to the practice mm-hmm. squad. Um, he's This is a guy who, you know, I really just think has been in bad situations for a little while. And I think getting into a, a, a you know, getting under a coach like Marinelli could really do wonders for him. He, I mean, I don't know if this is a name for uh, this year or if this is a guy that's going to help us so much this year or if he's a guy who's gonna help us at all. But I know that, you know, he has three and a half sacks in the league. I mean it's not like he's never done anything or, you know, he's 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 got that talent. Um, uh, you know, he went to Ohio State and was a standout there. Mm-hmm. And I like I said, I loved him coming out of college. Um, but obviously since he's been out of college and since he's been um uh you know in the pros, it it hasn't been uh, you know, it hasn't been good enough for him to stick around on the team. So uh, he did join the the uh, the uh, the practice squad and they let go uh, a defensive tackle. I think his name was ZD. I, I it, has, it was I, Z Z I saw it Ch- and I
0: Chatou or something like
1: that. Z Chitou, Yeah, I have to be really careful pronouncing yes. that name. <laughs> um, But yeah. So anyways, any thoughts on that before we move on?
0: Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a corresponding practice squad move, defensive tackle. You know, I haven't been able to catch a ton of Adolphus Washington since he came into the NFL. From what I heard, it wasn't great, but he was playing in a much different scheme than he is now. So we'll see if Rod Marinelli what Rod Marinelli can get out of him.
1: Yeah. Uh. So I. I you know, little move, but just something worth noting. So okay, let's go. Uh... Let's let's go ahead and head into the uh the all 22 t- uh, review on the offense. So uh yeah, Drax is excited too. Um so we y- you know, we 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 kind of uh, talked about the uh, you know, just improvement from the broadcast that we had seen, you know, from the previous week, at least in the 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 easily noticeable things like the way that they're mixing up the play calling a little bit, the the uh, formationally they seem to be coming out earlier with a little bit more spread and a, a little bit more uh, wide open, uh, and, and and you know, I think obviously throwing more often it seemed like uh on first down, um, I, I will point this out before I'll turn it turn it over to get your thoughts. Uh, the offense started out with seven straight successful plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, basically six of which ended in first downs or a touchdown. And, and and when you when you kind of come out and have that much success in your um, scripted plays, uh, I think it it kind of helps you get a good idea of the best way to kind of continue attacking this team. You know, they didn't have great success throughout the game. There was a little bit of circumstance at times later, but they at least looked. You know, functional, mm-hmm. I would say f- throughout the game. I mean, they, you know, they were making plays and doing things. Sometimes they were called back for penalties, and there's some things that need to clean up there. But I would say overall, from start to finish, I feel like they were at least functioning well in a way that it didn't feel like they were functioning last week.
0: Yeah, totally agree. It seemed like they, uh, since the Cowboys didn't have, you know, those initial penalties and bad plays to set them back behind schedule, when they were playing on schedule, they were. Using a lot of different variety with their personnel, formation usage, play calling. It wasn't as predictable as it was in the week prior. And I think that's just a case of they were staying ahead of, a ch- ahead of the chains. They didn't have those back-breaking penalties except for that one drive where I think there was two holdings back-to-back. But besides that, yeah, I was really happy with the scheme in, of the offense in week two. You know, um, Dak Prescott seemed to respond a lot better. They were getting him more involved using his legs, which I think is a beneficial part for this offense. So I was just really happy with what they were doing.
1: Yeah, I think that, you know, and going back to what you were talking about, that drive where they had back-to-back penalties, each one of those plays resulted in a first down without the penalty. So, you know, it, it kind of goes to show that, you know, it's not a... To me, it's it's it hasn't been a play-calling issue as much as it's been an execution issue and to me uh the issues they even had in this game when they had issues again were not play calling issues it was execution issues and whether that's you know you know executing the play cleanly without penalties uh or you know missing a block or or just you know little things Uh, you know i saw another pass later on in the game uh, you know, and again, there was a lot less of this, and I think that was the difference. But I saw a, a, another play later in the game when they were in the the red zone, and it, it ended up being a swing pass out to uh, out to Zeke in the flat, and uh, and and it it looks like that Dak just looks off Beasley right before he makes mm-hmm. his break in the route and gets open in the end zone, wide yep. open. And so you know, it's just like things like Beasley that. Beasley
0: was that, frustrated on that play too.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it was just it's things like that that's like you know. I I I don't it's I don't think that that's a flaw in Dax's game. I think that's Dax uh, you know still working into getting into the rhythm of his progressions mm-hmm. on all these plays. So, uh, you know, it and the fact that it happened less this week to me, again, a, across the board execution seemed to be better than it was last week and to me that's that's encouraging because you know, it's it's improvement. It's it's a direction that yeah, they're Yeah, it was in. interesting so,
0: that um in week one, it seemed like Dak wasn't looking, seeing the deep throws that were available, but this week it seemed like he was bypassing a couple of the short throws to take some deep shots when there was yeah. receivers underneath. It. And I don't know if that's because of a, you know, um, him trying to go all the way in a different direction after what he did week one, or that was just the natural progression of the offense. But either way, you know, if Dak's going to miss receivers, I'd rather him miss the short ones because he's looking to make a big play deep than miss the big plays deep because he's looking to be conservative and hit the passes short.
1: Yeah. I mean, to be fair though, I mean, it's really about efficiency for, for yeah. him. And I, and I, and I, and I think that's really the name of the game for the, uh, for the team. I, I talked about this yesterday, but I, did you see that retweet that Bob Sturm had of that guy? Yeah. I think it was Adam. Adam J T He was talking. Yeah. Adam JT. Uh, you know, we were talking about that, um, that stat that he had, that he tweeted out, and I'm trying to find it. Here it is. Uh, AdamJT13, one, one um, at AdamJT13. He doesn't have a ton of followers. I'm pretty sure it's uh, someone that someone's burner account that we don't Who
0: What uh, office you we work for? What an office you work for, Adam? Huh? Yeah. Huh, uh, Adam? Yeah. Well, he, he's, got a big, he's got a big cowboy and star. So. And <laughs> he's obviously got some, you know, he has uh, access to stats that aren't available wide to the public. So. He,
1: here's the stat. NFL teams are 26 and one since 2005 when averaging 6.2 to 6.4, 6.4, 6.4 yards per attempt. What with under 200 yards passing and no interceptions, passing efficiency wins games, not total passing yards. And, and I think that is that very well explains the thought process with this, with this game and mm-hmm. uh, with this, with this, Philosophy of the of the Cowboys are using is that passing efficiency is more important than. Uh, now that doesn't mean you don't take shots. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that you don't take. The, I mean, you obviously need to in order to continue to help your run game uh, to kind of help you know keep things stretched vertical enough to keep the the run defenders o- a- away from the keep the wolves away from the door. But but I think that you know clearly uh th- this way of, of playing this game with uh, effective passing and then Dak running the ball like you talked like we talked about I mean after going back and watching the all 22 it became very apparent how important that was to the game plan especially in the red zone you know like I mean it's it's so difficult to have to defend the zone read and especially when you throw in a, a potential passing option in there in the in the red zone, because you've got Zeke going one direction, you know the Dak will go the other direction, uh, and then you also have to account for Dak just you know pulling the ball yeah. up and throwing the it's ball. It's a way for them so it, to
0: really to um, to counteract the loaded boxes they're seeing. You know. Defenses are not going to be, are going to put themselves in situations week after week where they have a plus one advantage in the box against the Cowboys because the Cowboys love to run the ball. So the Cowboys have to figure out a way to account for one of those defenders. And one of the best ways to do that is with that zone read concept they were doing. And they even have that zone read concept dressed up with RPOs. You know, they have run pass options based on it. There's a whole tree and, you know, fountain of things that they can do off of that zone read in their offense. And you see them, they haven't. Dak hasn't had to make the pass yet. He hasn't pulled the ball. I think he did it actually once against um, against the New York Giants. He pulled it in through, but it's not something he ha- he has had to do consistently, and it's not something that defense has really had to account for yet. But I think that's something that's going to become a bigger and bigger part of the offense as the season goes along, and teams are going to start crashing that defensive end on the zone read and having a linebacker scrape a- over the top to-, to get Dak. I think you're going to see that RPO really start to open up for the Cowboys.
1: Yeah and, and I think you know the, the accounting for that extra guy is all it's it's always been about that way right the NFL it's always been the def- defense as an extra guy cuz you, your quarterback isn't doing that. the reason this developed in the you know lower ranks of the game is because you wanted to add that extra guy into the equation you wanted to the quarterback has been basically for years a worthless part of the run Mm -hmm. game it's it's a facilitator who hands the ball by putting him into the game in some method or another you even up the numbering and when you have the athletes the specifically the run athletes that the cowboys have meaning the offensive line up front Mm -hmm. Really, and again, I cannot stress this enough: the wide receivers on the outside who who are uh, Deontay Thompson is a good one. Yeah, blocker. That, all the Cowboys. You know, like I was going to
0: say, really impressed me uh, with their blocking. All the receivers, yeah. Hearns when made when a you get ones too, yeah,
1: absolutely. When you get all uh, the, when you get those athletes that are e- excel in run situations, and, and you get it evened up. Mm-hmm that makes it really hard to stop a Dak and Zeke combo, man, because, I mean, they're just going to make you wrong every time. And, and it's, it's just like you said, the RPOs, the zone reads, it's about manipulating the number of people mm-hmm. in the box. It's about manip- making sure that they can't be wrong. They can't you know, right. it's 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 really, re- well, yeah, that the defense can't oh, be okay, right, that the, yeah, the yeah, offense can't be wrong. Got yeah, and, and, and that sort of way that, like, you know, what it really is doing is it's kind of – Further preventing disaster in the run game. Yeah. You know, it's, it's that, okay, at the very least, you know, if, if they're going to overload our run to this side, then I am going to. I'm going to get a little bit sub- out of something by flipping the ball to this guy over here, or I'm going to keep the ball and run to the opposite mm-hmm. side. But the point is is that now the defense has to account for the entire field, yeah. and especially if they can continue to get the ball down the mm-hmm. field, uh, then it becomes really difficult. If you make the linebackers wanna...
0: hesitant at the second level, it's going to open up things all over the all over on offense.
1: And, 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 and the formational stuff that they've done to help – like set up the zone read has been interesting too. And I think that was one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. Um, you know, there was a third third down play in their third offensive drive uh, where they break the huddle and in, in 10 personnel. And it's a three by one bunch with the three on the left and uh, the one to the outside. Uh, so th- that's how they break the huddle. Then, they motion into shotgun. So he started out under the center. He walks back into shotgun. And then 87 and 11, who are part of that bunch to the left, motion to the other side of the formation, leaving uh, uh, Deontay Thompson as the lone receiver on the left side. And then at the snap, Deontay Thompson gets to the second level to block the safety, and uh, uh, Swain comes across the formation uh, as a blocker. Uh, so if Dak keeps mm-hmm. it, he's the, he's the his block, lead blocker yeah. out. And then, and basically that's what it happens is he, it's like, yeah, like a split, like a, like a trap block kind of with mm-hmm. an arc addition at the end of it. Right. Cause he comes across yeah. the formation and then up, uh, up the mm-hmm. field and makes a block and it gives Dak uh, an easy, easy uh, lane for first mm-hmm. down and uh, without having to get hit, you know? Um, it's stuff like that that I think you know, and then there'll be they ran a, a pass play off of it off of that later that looked very similar. Mm-hmm. So, it's it's stuff like that that we're going to start seeing uh, more and more of. You know, there's been kind of conflicting talk about how much they want Dak to to run the mm-hmm. ball, but I don't hate the idea of him carrying the ball six to eight times a yeah. game. If you know, because because he's mostly because. He's pretty good about not taking big hits. He's good about getting down or getting out of bounds, or you know, or just making sure that he's down before they, you know, some linebacker hits him like Jalen yeah. did <laughs> yeah. to to Eli. But we'll talk about that glorious day tomorrow. Tomorrow's podcast is going to be so much fun uh, because we're going to talk about the glorious defense. But um, but yeah, I, I just wanted to say that I think that it it looks the offense to me has been and is a work in progress. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that the key here is that it's going to get better each week. I'm, I'm hoping it will get better each yeah. week. You know, there may be some regression here or there, but I think the idea is, is that they have a a, a group of receivers that they are, are still kind of figuring each other out. Mm-hmm. I think one of the reasons they wanted to bring Bryce Butler was to bring just maybe one more guy. He was, a little bit more familiar with down the roster Um, you know there's uh, there's been talk that maybe something will happen with Terrence Williams maybe it won't who knows Um, but either way I think you know to kind of keep it moving they he started to develop a little something with Deontay Thompson he started to develop something with Tavon Austin Um, and I think that you know it's just going to be a process of kind of getting that along and then now we saw Rico Gathers getting a little bit uh, getting a couple of snaps and opportunities as well so Talk to me what you thought about the pass game kind of overall and then uh, specifically, you know, the wide receivers.
0: Yeah, you know, I thought um, it was an efficient day, you know. It wasn't the key for Dyke Prescott is don't make mistakes, and that's exactly what he did against the Giants. Even though I think there was one throw, the ball that was tipped by Connor Barwin. I'm pretty yeah. sure that would have been intercepted if Connor Barwin didn't uh, tip that. I think – out of all of his throws, that was the one decision where I was like, ah, oh, that was not a good decision. Don't let that one go. But besides that, he was smart with the ball, hitting open receivers. You know, he didn't make any big mistakes. The receivers were doing a good job getting open. They were, like I said before, they were doing yeah. a fantastic job blocking in the run game. And in the passing game, they were getting open. I saw Cole Beasley was doing work over the middle in the short inter- intermediate portions of the offense. Alan Hearns was doing a good job sitting in between zones against zone coverage. It was, and Deontay Thompson was showing some I like, wiggle at the top of his I routes. like
1: Deontay Thompson, mm-hmm. man. I, I, He's just so, he's so balanced in his game. Yeah. You know, it's like he's, for a guy that is such a late bloomer, he's such a well refined yeah. blocker. And like, he may not be a route technician, but that speed yeah. just it's is easy so easy to see dangerous. why
0: Sanjay Law is such a big fan of his.
1: Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I think overall there, You know, moving on to the run game, I, I think it, it, it it looks great, you know, no matter how you sliced mm-hmm. it, really. I mean, they, you know, obviously as a team, they averaged over five and a half yards a carry. And some of that uh, obviously needs to be given to credit to Dak and to uh, Tavon Austin because he had a 15 yard reverse as well. And so. But I, I think overall you have to look at what Zeke was doing and, and, and the offensive line. Tyron Smith and, and – I mean, Tyron Smith was burying people all, all game. Um, you know, Zach Martin had a really great game. I, I saw a couple struggles at times with Lael Collins, but, I mean, it wasn't, you know, anything terrible. I, I saw – I think we talked about the uh, – uh, or maybe I, I didn't talk about it on here, but the, the, I saw a play, I think, early on, maybe even the first run of the game, where uh, Lyle Collins had a reach block on uh, Snacks, Harrison... Mm-hmm. Um, and I never could understand why Lale like overran the play and allowed Snack to come back inside and make the tackle for no gain and have it, going back to watching the all twenty two. It's because Snacks put his hand inside of Lale's face mask yeah. and basically it was like leading him like a dog and then just basically kind of tossed him the direction his body was already going and then just you know, he stopped and made the tackle. It was pretty funny once I finally got a hold of it, but Overall, you have to be really happy with the way the offensive line played. Uh, I mean, especially considering who they were facing inside, Uh, and you know we've had a, a young guy who struggles with power, so we we had concerns there. And then obviously our backup center, but you have to hand it to Looney and Williams. They didn't have you know elite games, but considering what they were up against and considering their level of experience, I thought they both played pretty well.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. You know, Connor Williams really impressed me having a bounce back week after kind of struggling against Kawan Short. He showed a really strong inside hand. He sh- showed consistency with his, pass, um, with his pass sets in the running game. He was creating movement. He was doing really well targeting at the second level and uh, shielding off defenders to give Zeke um, open running lanes. Uh, Tyron Smith didn't even look like he was, he was even struggling out there. Made it look easy was simple. I mean, as we told you guys, the dubious duo of Kareem, Martin, Lorenzo, Carter really had nothing for Tyron Smith, and that was really the case in the game. Um, Joe Looney, really impressed with the way he played against Damon Harrison. Like I said uh, earlier this week on the podcast, he wasn't perfect, and I think Damon Harrison probably got the better of him if we were just putting them each against each other without previous expectations, but... When you come to the fact of what Looney is, is as a backup, he played phenomenally well. He did not let Damon Harrison wreck the Cowboys running game, which he has the ability to do. And then on the right side, Zach Martin was Zach Martin. Once again, you know, steady, consistent, really good. And then Lyle Collins, I thought he had a bounce back game, improved. He was probably the um, the least focused in pass protection out of all the offensive linemen. He allowed, I think, three pressures where no one else allowed more than one. But yeah, that spin move uh, inside yeah, was yeah, tough to watch Williams, that one time. That was yeah. – I mean, a Carl Barwin. Connor Barwin, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that was impressive. Was but, yeah, tough. the offensive line, I, was, I really liked what they did for us on Sunday.
1: Yeah, I think that, you know, when you talk about – you know, they're the blocking, both passing and running, was obviously very successful. We talked about the disadvantage that New York obviously had uh, on the outside with their defensive ends, and and you know that's a large part of it. But you, you, you they still got to go out there and execute. And again, Tomlinson and uh, Snacks are are no joke inside. The so they they definitely duos in the yeah, absolutely. And finally, just Zeke himself. I, you know, I think uh, he's just he's he's. <laughs> still finding his way in in, and I think he's but I still managing to pull off some amazing runs and and and, a couple especially oh my gosh it was just amazing and and then there was I mean there was one play I tweeted out uh, where I think uh, I don't know if you saw it but he basically had two defenders with their hands with their arms wrapped around him while he was basically horizontal to the ground at three yards behind the line of scrimmage And I took a picture of it and I posted it. I was like, this, this five, what looks like to be a five-yard loss is actually ended up as a three-yard gain because Zeke is, I don't know how he does it, but like he's able to twist his body and then just press with his legs. He's such
0: a thick and compact guy too.
1: Yeah, he, like it's crazy. Like he doesn't fall down. Mm-hmm. Like he's still like managing to run. Like I almost want to see if he could play. Could he play defensive end? Yeah. You think? Like I mean, because because he gets so low, you know. And it's like I I think he his ability to just kind of squirm and make those plays and and turn the the nothing into something like stuff like that. Like that's a uh, that's an incredible individual effort by Zeke that ended up as a three yard gain. Mm-hmm. And it's like stuff like that is tough to. Quantify at the time when you see it, but when you go back and watch that those the effort there, and, and think about the fact that you know what the a difference that drive would have been if he had gotten negative five yards as opposed to three yards. Uh, I I think it's you you give a guy like Zeke that much more credit, and it's, it's and you appreciate a guy like that so much more. Mm-hmm, you know, we totally agree. Uh, anything else uh, on your mind before we uh, we
0: move no, on? I think we hit everything. Overall, was. Uh was a good right step, a good step in the right uh, direction for the Cowboys offense. I think it's going to be interesting to see how they uh, go about going against the Seahawks who play a very similar defense to what they have. So they should be familiar with the schemes and everything. So it's going to be interesting to see how they attack that kind of defense.
1: I agree. It's uh, it's going to, it's going to be an interesting matchup. Uh, Okay. Let's do a quick nerd alert and let's get out of here. Shall we? All right, so on Tuesday morning on Good Morning America, uh, we got ourselves. It's Skrulls killing time, sir. It's Skrulls beating time, or it's Old Lady oh. beating time, depending on uh, oh, who I you asked on Twitter wife about and the- She was like, oh! What's what going on? I don't know if I want to see this movie. I was like, "Oh my goodness!" There's, there's, don't worry. <laughs> there's so much. Yeah. Well, no. It's. I think it was just an old lady who had it. <laughs> know, um, so uh, you know, I mean, just, uh, listen. I live in LA. I, you know, the metro is. Yeah, you know, Those old ladies are tough. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So obviously they dropped it. Uh, it was two minutes of absolute glory for people like mm-hmm. me that have been waiting forever and ever for. Uh, uh, you know, it, it, first of all, any Marvel. Yeah anything yeah. just after what we've you know <laughs> experienced with Infinity War and, and Ant-Man and Wasp. so uh, but but m- as a Captain Marvel fan it was great um a couple of key points I mean I, first of all I recommend if everyone who's you know spoiler alert for anyone who gets spoiled by trailers uh and make sure you guys go see the yes. trailer cuz I'm not going to do a play by play but some some key some key points that I wanted to bring up um first off I love that they aren't doing the traditional. They kind of just generally askew the 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 general origin you know, sto- story, like origin storylines, because I, I think it's just it's it's been yeah, done it's clearly out. over and over again, and not just in superhero movies and just all types of different yeah. movies where someone has a special ability or a special story. It's just played out, and so I think it's they're they're clearly going to do some kind of. It sounds. It looks like they're doing some kind of amnesia storyline where maybe. Uh, I'm thinking, just based on the trailer, that it looks like she gets her powers on Earth and then somehow ends up with the Cree, but yeah. forgets that she's human. I don't know. So, Or forgets that she's part human. There's some it's, weird
0: stuff going on, that's for
1: sure. There's some weird stuff going on, but a couple things... We got to see her in the helmet, yeah, which I was thought cool. was little, awesome. Uh, flying with that, it we we got to see her uh, in the uh, full outfit binary. going binary at oh, the oh end, which god. was so
0: dude. oh my god, It's so like cool! Captain Marvel going uh, binary, dude! I'm gonna freak out when I, mean, I see that.
1: Yeah, it's gonna, gonna be awesome. Um, I and and I think you know, for me, two mm-hmm. things that I thought were hilarious. First off, Samuel Jackson looks amazing. Yeah. It looks awesome, mm-hmm. uh, and then. Um, did you notice that? It, so this is a deep the cut hairdo? Here. Yes, yes. I was going to say that Coulson, yeah. who is a you know known Captain America fanboy, basically has Captain America's yeah. haircut. I, I I'm going to be really that. interested
0: I thought, to see what they do with him in this film because he always gets to do something really cool. He always gets to mess up yeah. somebody. I think he's going to kill a scroll somehow, and it's going to be exciting. Uh,
1: yeah. I, uh, I. What's interesting is I'll, it'll be see. I wonder if they'll reference the fact that if he's like still watching Captain America, because that was you uh-huh. know he talked about how that's part of his job, and at this point Captain America is still in yeah. the the coma, so it'll be interesting to see all you know, And it, obviously, the the last point I wanted to make is that it takes place you know all over the place, including Hollow, which is the oh. the uh kree home world which is uh, cool that we're finally going to see it because it's huge in the Mm -hmm. comics and it's we haven't really and they've talked about it in like guardians of the galaxy and some other places but uh the the fact that we're actually might get to see it finally is great uh and the 90s as as a kid child of the 90s (laughs) for for the opening scene for her to be flying down and crashing into the roof (laughs) of of a blockbuster video was like the most uh, amazing intro for for anything. So I thought that was fantastic. The, you know, she's got the Rachel haircut. Mm-hmm. She's got a nine inch nail shirt. I, all that stuff. Like I'm all about that, and I love that they're kind of carving out her own little part and time uh, for her to kind of uh, you know get into it. And then I'm gonna be cheesy and I'm gonna say it. I'm sorry, but as a father to a young daughter, it was cool to get to watch. The, the trailer with my daughter and kind of point and she's like and she even says like there she's a superhero and she's a girl and i was like yes ma'am she is that was a really yeah. cool thing so kudos to uh, uh everyone who, di- who worked on the trailer and and i'm excited to and now all i have to do is wait till march yeah. for god's <laughs> sakes well, at least we have all this football season yes, right sir. so guys uh that's it for us today uh Make sure that you're following uh, John and I on Twitter. I am at McCoolBCB. Uh, John is at John Owning. That's at J-O-H-N-O-W-N-I-N-G. Uh, make sure you follow our podcast account, at Best Coast Boys with a Z at the end. Uh, special thanks, as always, to Mike Fisher at Fish, at Fish Sports on Twitter. Uh, make sure you, you catch us all on Cowboys 2247 24/7. That's 247sports.com forward slash NFL forward slash Dallas-Cowboys. And you can also hear us on the Cowboys Sports Radio app, which is available on your iOS iPhone and your Google Play Android. And always, 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 if you're listening to us on the podcast app, if you're on iTunes, rate and review, leave five stars, don't leave less than five stars. Don't be a hater. Jo- don't be a hater. John's coming after you. We're collecting addresses. Uh, uh, your your notice of ass whooping will come uh, via signed and letter uh, from from John. Uh, it's it's all very yeah, official. Yeah. So we, we like to uh, make
0: things official here at BCB. That we, we
1: like to we like to you know, be very formal before uh, John just totally blows. <laughs> so. Uh, make sure you guys join us tomorrow we're going to have the uh, the defense tomorrow which will be just too much fun to talk about uh, and maybe Wall- a special Man. guest maybe a Matt Waldman I don't know we'll see uh, alright really yeah. <laughs> right, guys thank you so much and until next time happy trails everybody